Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another show of harmonics. Today's guest is one of the great photographers of our time, Pat Johnson. Pat, how are you, brother? I'm good. Man, you're looking good. You got your Cleveland hat on and everything. Uh, I feel Clevelandy today. That's good, because you love Cleveland, don't you? Yeah, I'm, it's my hometown, and uh, no matter where you grow up, you never. That's always your hometown, sort of. You know, it's always your hometown. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to talk about your book. This is Pat Johnson's book, and it's a blue collar photographer is the title. This man has taken so many pictures of so many artists, athletes, rock stars, rappers, you name it, he's done it. And some of his work is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So we're going to get down and talk to Pat about some of the people that he that he took pictures with. And so Pat, what do you think of this book? I'm really proud. Um, I, I, you know, the title Blue Collar comes for a couple reasons, but one of it is I've just been a working stiff. Uh -huh. So I would do, like when I shot Blue Voodoo, I'd just shoot it, we'd go over the pictures, I'd, oh yeah, that's the shot, and then you're on to the next one. And so I didn't really, I never really sat down and evaluated my work, you know, you know, and uh, I had a gallery, a couple of gallery shows, but this, puts it all into perspective into one place and it it really makes me realize that I, I did something special. You did very, you definitely did something special. Um, when you first got into it, who who helped you maneuver into the scene that you're in? Because there's a there's an array of great artists. Who was the guys that actually got you in to do this kind of work that you've been doing? Um, there, there was a bass player from Santana named Doug Roach. Mm -hmm. And this was the Caravan Sarai, the, the great Santana era. Mm -hmm. And um, we, to make a short story, long, long story short, we became friends. He invited me to be his guest on Winterland, New Year's Eve, 1973. Wow. And I'm a 22-year-old kid from Cleveland. I was like, you know, and I was working at a photo lab. So I kind of had aspirations to be a photographer, but I didn't know what that meant. Mm -hmm. And so I bring my camera, and, and I didn't believe my name was going to be on the list, but it was. So... I go there and I go up front and it was like Latin night. It was um, Santana, Malo, Sapo. I think Herbie Hancock might have played it, and this new band called Journey. Mm -hmm. And I look up and they were the opening act. And I look up and there's Neil Sean and Greg Rowley from the original Santana. Yes. And I look and I go, wow, that's... So I take like three or four pictures just as an aside of, of Journey. Don't, don't shoot any in Malo, Sapo because, you know, Santana, I want to save all my film. This was film. And uh, I got this one shot of Neil Sean that Doug Roach brought to Herbie Herbert, Journey's manager. And Herbie loved this photo, and so did Neil. And in a roundabout way, I became, he asked me if I wanted to be their Journey's official photographer. Mm -hmm. and I was 22 years old. I didn't, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. Mm -hmm. but that's, and I learned how to be a photographer. Like other kids went to school, I went to Journey. Wow. So... That isn't the glow shot, was it? Yeah. That was the original the glow shot? So, people, if you don't know that, if you went to or you looked at the Hall of Fame uh, induction of Journey, the first thing that you see before they come up on stage is Pat Johnson's picture, which they call the glow. It was Neil Sean. Why, when I watched it on TV, I said to my wife, I go, that's Pat Johnson's photo right there. How did that make you feel when you seen that on, you know, they use your picture 
on that moment. Well, Herbie called me and said, hey, Pat, you got to watch this because when they come out, they're using the glow. And I get, I get misty right now. Mm -hmm. I almost brought tears to my eyes because, you know, it's gone full circle. And I, again, I've, ne I've never thought I was anybody spectacular. I was just a guy doing a job, and that was really touching to me. Oh, it, 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 it just vibrated through me. I know you've taken a lot of different pictures, and I'm going to be looking in your, uh, in your book, and I've been in your studio. You've taken pictures of, of Blue Voodoo, like you said earlier. David Bowie, tell me a little story about David Bowie and you. I worked with David three different times, but the, the main time was in 1991, and it was a private event and, uh, at Slim's, the concert at Slim's, and, and we went around, took, took a bunch of photos, and then he had, there was a dinner uh, before the concert with, for private uh, radio programmers. Mm -hmm. And when it was all said and done, I, it was time for me to sit down and have dinner. There was nowhere to sit, so the only, table, the only spot open was next to David Bowie up on the dais. <laughs> okay, and what the hell do you say to David Bowie? That's Ziggy Stardust, you know? Exactly. You no, know, that's David Bowie. And I look at him and go, hey, man, uh, my name's Pat, and um, we'd worked all day together, so we kind of, he knew. And I go, I'm from Cleveland. And Cleveland broke, WMMS, Billy Bass, broke the Ziggy Stardust tour in the album. Amazing. And so he went, whoa, Cleveland. And then just like that, for an hour, we just sat and chatted. and, and it So was, you became his friend. Yeah, and then uh, I shot him again in 2002, and um, we were backstage, and I had brought the, the the split shot that you've talked about. Yes. And I gave him a print of that, a really, and a print of Marcel Marceau, close-up of Marcel Marceau's face with no makeup. And from what I heard, Marcel Marceau was one of his mentors, idols, or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he looked at these pictures and goes, wow, and he calls the guys, take care of these. And I, fool that I am, I go, hey, David, would you be interested in writing my forward? For, I'm going to do a book someday. And he looks at me and goes, like, what? Who are you? And I, I'm, Quizzically, like, you know, I'd only met him like mm -hmm. 12 years earlier right. for an hour. And he looks at those pictures and he goes, you know what? When you get the book done, send it to me. I would I would probably consider it. And he gave me his personal number. I put it in a drawer wow. and and he died. So, but I got uh, Joel Selvin, yes. who's a great, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he's a better writer than David Bowie. I'm he did sure he is. Yes. You know, Joel is Yeah, he did quite. the introduction and it's like spectacular. Joel Joel nailed it. Nailed it. You, you, um, there's a picture in here too that I thought was quite amazing of um, Ziggy Pop. Iggy Pop, excuse yeah. me, because we were talking about uh, David. So what was that like? Was that in, in San Francisco too? Yeah. I had seen uh, Iggy growing up in Cleveland. There was a Cincinnati Pop Festival, mm -hmm. and we all went there and squirreled up front to see traffic. Mm -hmm. And the famous picture of Iggy on people's shoulders pointing, we were there. I was there. I'm, I'm down at his feet, and I have the outtakes of me right there. So I like loved Iggy. Mm -hmm. And um, he was playing in, uh, I believe it was 2003, and uh, there was a photo pass for me and supposed to be one for my son, Casey. And we get there, and we're sitting backstage with the record radio station people, Steve Zanardo, one of the greatest people in the world, and, I, and there's no photo pass for my son. I'm thinking, how cool is this to be in the pit with my son? And Zanardo sees that. He's a big boss. He drops everything and 
goes and makes sure my son gets a photo. <laughs> you know, you've got to love Steve Denaro. Oh, you gotta gotta love that. There's a picture of um, that you also have in your book, and I'm I'm gonna just chase it around because we've got a lot of stories. Um, there's a picture of you, uh, not you, but it's uh, Tony Bennett and Elton John together. Yeah. How was that done? Was that in Frisco? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I believe it was a Gavin convention. Mm -hmm. But I don't, to be honest with you, I don't really remember. Mm -hmm. You know, Jeff Beck. Oh. Um, that was for Epic Records. It was, it was a day on the green. And... Um, the live shot is Neil Sean of Journey, Jeff Beck, and Carlos Santana on stage together, right? And so they're backstage hanging out, and I got to get the shot. And I go up and go, hey, uh, can I get a shot, a couple shots? And he gives me a dirty look, you know, and like I'm annoying him, but I got the shots. Good for you. You did, um, you did a shot also, which I just, the reason why I'm bringing it up, I just seen um, Elvis Costello was on the Jeremy Fallon show with Madonna, and you did a great shot with um, Nick, Lowe. Nick Lowe and Bonnie Simmons, yeah. who everybody loved back in the day. Um, were you in the, obviously you were in the studio at that time, right? It was in the record, the radio station. Right. I mean, it's amazing. And they, and they were playing that punk thing up there. Their guy, their tour, the tour guy was yelling, you know, hey, hey, don't dare, hey, you know, doing that whole, like, I'm a tough guy punk thing. Right, right, know? right, right. You know. John Fogarty. Loved him. You know, I, that was for a BAM magazine. Mm -hmm. out to, that was one of the interior shots for a BAM, a BAM magazine cover. He was such a nice guy, and his music is... To, is Timeless. Timeless. Credence is timeless. Timeless, man. It's yeah. just, it goes, it just goes on and on. And I just heard this, you know, take me out. I'm ready to go. You know, that song about baseball. Put me in coach. Yeah. It just, that opening line, put me in coach. It's just, he's, he's really an American treasure. Yeah, I think it's, yeah. uh, you did a lot of work with also, um, rappers. Yeah. There was an incident that you were involved in and that, that was, um, who is that? LJ? Hello, um, Cool J? Yes. Um, we, I was the photographer for all the summer jams when hip-hop was really new. Right. And so there was a summer jam, a cameo summer jam, on Saturday in San Francisco, in you know, the Bay Area. Mm -hmm. And then they flew, we all, a bunch of us flew down to L.A. and did the summer jam at Irvine Amphitheater. Mm -hmm. And the Grape Street Crips all gang-rushed the gate. Mm. And it was like 90 or 100 of them. And everyone knew that they were there. And they, they were, everyone knew that there was potential trouble to happen. Mm -hmm. And at some point, LL Cool J is performing. And out in the crowd, you start seeing um, all this action going on. And, and it turned into a, like a, a big fight between the Crips and the Bloods. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, bloody, violent. Mm -hmm. It was, um, it was new, uh, worldwide news. Yeah, can't, it was, the concert was canceled. We watched the Nation of Islam and the security guys go out there, and it's like they're they're fighting. Um, there's a video on. It's like four minutes long. If you want to see something uh, staggering, it's you know Grape Street Crips Irvine Amphitheater. It's 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 mind boggling. People wow. getting the shit beat out of them. And everyone rushes the stage, mm -hmm. and everyone, you know. So like we, all, I lose my 14 year old son. We're all running for our lives. It mm -hmm. was it was it was amazing. Mm -hmm. And you got out. I got out. Yeah. Um, no, none of us got hurt. That's good. That's good. I know a lot of people did. I did. I have seen that film, and it's pretty. 
Yeah. Pretty amazing. It was violent. It yeah. was really violent. Throwing chairs, breaking things. They had one guy that, <clears throat> was, that they were pull, trying to pull him up off the stage of security, and the other guys are pulling him. He's naked, and he's like like this, stretched out, and he, the Crips are jumped up, and they're kicking him in the face. Yeah, it's like unbelievable. Unbelievable. How, but, but, so we're going to do it to another thing to an uh, unbelievable. You were with, at one time, you were with, in a limo, with... Um, uh, no, Dennis Wilson. Oh yeah, Dennis Wilson. And and things changed rather rapidly in that car. Right? Yeah, he was such a cool dude. He was like just what you expected, you know, the mm -hmm. Southern California kind of happy-go-lucky surfer guy, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're driving to San Jose, and he goes, "Hey, you guys want to smoke a, a joint?" And we go, "No, nah, no, thanks." Me and Joel Newman, the Epic guy, is promoting his album mm -hmm. Pacific Ocean Blue in 1978, mm -hmm. I believe, 77. And he smokes the joint and goes and turns into this moody character that and I took this photograph that I've, I've had in gallery shows and he, he looks like Charles Manson and I've had people go up to the gallery owner and ask him to take it down because it's too disturbing. Mm -hmm. I love that. And that's the first thing my wife seen when I showed her the book. Victoria said, man, it reminds me of of Manson. Well, he hung out with Manson. And I said, exactly. Yeah. Um, Let's change it, go into another genre, blues, John Lee Hooker. Well, he's a legend. I mm -hmm. mean, you know, I shot him a couple times, but the one shot that's my most famous is I had him look up into the umbrellas and the lights, the umbrella lights are in his glasses and he's dressed to the nines. He's dressed to the and nines. He's, he's got, he looks so cool with his shark skin suit and his hat, you know. Oh, you, you did some, you did some great. Um, I'm going to talk to you of, you have Lou Rawls. Yeah. James Brown and Barry White on the same pages, two pages. Um, what was that like shooting those three? Uh, uh, Lou Rawls, my, my close friend Alan Benfield Bush is a hairstylist, and he was his hairdresser. <laughs> right? So Alan flew me down, to, and I did the whole series of him cutting his hair. And then we had to have the finished product. James Brown, I mean, I shot him a number of times, but he was, he was uh, you had to call him Mr. Brown. Right? Serious. Yeah, you did. And um, there's a story behind that. Mm -hmm. And um, he uh, comes in and I, I, I go, oh, Mr. Brown. You know, I have two friend, two people that I admire with similar names. You know, I'm from Cleveland, the great Jim Brown, the running back from yeah, the yeah. Cleveland Browns. Yes. And you, you know, the James Brown. And he had this hat on. And he points to my hat and goes, I love them Atlanta Braves. You know? <laughs> <laughs> If I had milk, I'd have snotted it out my nose. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been Braves. You know? Oh, my goodness. I think he's from Georgia. Yeah, I think he is. Yeah. Um, Ronnie Matros. I love Ronnie. He was a good friend of mine. Uh, what, what a tragedy mm. you know, to die so young. I, I love Ronnie. I mm. shot him a bunch of times, the album covers. and we, he, he, You know, it's before before um, digital and Photoshop. And mm -hmm. we, we, we hung this. He had a drawing of, of a plane that he made up and so i went yeah and i went and had it um had a cut had a artist make it out of foam core <coughs> excuse me and then i lit it with all kinds of you know uh, projectors mm -hmm. and with pictures i had taken off of walls mm -hmm. and then rear projected a picture he had of the of the sun right. and hung it on hung it on wire and that's that's the one of the covers isn't it's it one of his covers yeah and it, it, it he had to make it light it so that you couldn't see the wire. There's no Photoshop at all. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. That's that's a that's 
that's quite a story itself. Yeah. Michael Jackson. I love Michael Jackson. I know he's controversial and all, mm -hmm. but I don't care. He, I spent three days with him promoting the album when they, uh, the Jackson's album when they came, left Motown and signed with Epic. And we went around town promoting the record, going to rec radio stations mm -hmm. and taking pictures and whatnot. And um, the two things that, a couple things that stuck with me deeply. One was um, he I, he asked me, you know, we get in the car together, whatever, in limo, and he goes, what'd you do last night, Pat? And I go, well, I played softball. And he goes, did you win? And I go, nah, we got beat, but I threw a guy out at third. And this is a true story. And he goes, well, and, he, and he was interested because he could, you know, he was an, they were all athletic, right. but they were on the road so much they couldn't play. Mm -hmm. So he kind of dug hearing someone else's story. Then he turns and said, do you have a, not the same, not right after, but in the point of the three days, he goes, do you have a girlfriend? And I go, yeah. He goes, what's her name? I go, Denise. And in those days, you could get a hot 100 you know, in the radio station, had right. a piece of paper with the Hot right. 100 songs. Yes, yes. And he grabbed one of those from wherever we were. And Michael Jackson himself went around and had Marlon, Tito, and all his brothers sign this thing. I didn't ask him to do it. I didn't do it. He did it. Michael friggin' Jackson. And, you know, Amazing. and, and uh, De Denise passed away 10 years ago. And my daughter, De Nicole, loved Michael Jackson. Of course, loved her mother. And I had that thing buried away. And last year, I had it framed that framed and a pic with the picture of Michael Jackson and gave it to her for Christmas and really oh, touched, touched her heart. Very touching. It's and very then touching. the the story of stories is they were doing an autograph signing at Jack's Music it was a record store on Haight Street, mm -hmm. and it was same door in, same door out. Mm -hmm. And two weeks earlier, they had a record signing in Los Angeles, and hardly anyone showed up. Mm -hmm. So um, the, Joel Newman, my friend with Epic. Put it together and didn't really think there was going to a lot of people who were going to show up, and instead thousands of people show up. And you know, it's like it's a, and they're all re it's a good vibes. It wasn't like bad vibes, right, right. But the back row, as, as the Jacksons come in fighting through the crowd to get in, they're just about to sit. They're just sitting down, getting their pens out to sign autographs, mm -hmm. and the back row just slowly edges forward, and the front, the big giant plate glass windows. I'm standing right here with the camera photographing the crowd and it goes boom and it explodes and all these kids and these were kids come tumbling through blood everywhere broken glass wow. jackson's bummed out got up and never signed an autograph wow. and walked out all bummed out they never did never did yeah wow what a story yeah. um i've noticed that you did um when zeppelin played in um Kizar. Back in the day, how did you get that shot? Because <laughs> that's kind of looks like it's you're elevated somehow, or uh, or that's yeah, just basically up. How did you get that shot? I was elevated. It was the last time I did LSD, <laughs> so I was elevated, and uh, I stood up, went, took four shots. Three of them were blurred, and I got that. That one. that's it's excellent, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm great because I was there at that concert yeah, also. Yeah. Um, the Bammies, you were a big. You did a lot of stuff with the Bammies. With yeah. The I wish they would come back. I don't know if they can, but... Well, they had one a few years ago. It was pretty mm -hmm. cool. So tell me about... I mean, you had your own studio. You made up a own studio. Yeah, or... they... they uh, the Bammies people put up a, a big black curtain around so no one could get in. It was almost... It was huge. And, you know, 10 feet wide and 30, 40 feet deep. And, and I hand-painted the backdrops, bring 
brought cases of beer, and they'd walk the artists off the stage into my set. And no one was allowed in there except mm -hmm. who we let in. Right. And so it was really cool because the family and the, the hospitality area was packed with people. And um, so this was like their refuge. They could just hang like, you know, Santana might not have seen Ainsley Dunbar made up the, and they would stand around and talk and I had beer. So there was like a little refuge for them. And, they, and I got all these phenomenal groupings. Like there's a couple of really cool ones. One is uh, Joe... Joe Montana, the great quarterback of the 49ers, yes. with uh, Bob Weir and Jerry Garcia, the Grateful Dead, mm -hmm. Huey Lewis and Sheila E. And these are studio shots. They're not right. just grab shots with a flash. Right. Right. And another one that's really cool that's probably even more spectacular is Bill Graham in, sitting in front, Yes. John Fogarty next to him, Metallica over here, Neil Young, John Lee Hooker, Bonnie Raitt, uh, Robert Cray, Tad Rundgren, Chris Isaac, um, I'm probably missing somebody, but there's an amazing group shot. Oh, yeah, we're going to insert this. How was it um, Buckethead? So when you did Buckethead, did he just come in? you never seen his face. No. He was basically just with a KFC, yeah. and um, you never seen what he looked like. No, I have no idea. Well, to this day. Well, I, I read an article recently in, in, where it showed who he was, but yeah. Mm -hmm. And so when he did, was that in this? Was that a studio shot? Or yeah, was that yeah, same thing. Pretty amazing, um, Queen. <laughs> um, y and T was was were my good friends, and they were opening for for uh, Queen. This was 1976 in Berkeley, mm -hmm. and so you know those days, you know I had all access. I could have shot as much as I wanted, mm -hmm. and. I shot Y and T, of course. That's why I was there, mm -hmm. and Queen comes on, and I. Get, I get ready to go start shooting them. I shot like four pictures and go, these guys are terrible, and left. <laughs> I could have had ten rolls of film. But these guys suck, and I left. Do you like them now? No. Still don't. I still think they suck. Ringo Starr. Uh, that, was a, that was a dream, in a weird way, a dream come true. Mm -hmm. It was at the BR Cone, and I got to shoot them, and my son Casey was there shooting them with, you know, with me. And then we got to go backstage, and I had to photograph him, Ringo, with a cup with mm -hmm. Bruce, who put out the Bruce, Cohen, yes. Bruce Cohen, who produced it. Mm -hmm. And I'm standing there, and I go, you know, I couldn't not. I go, hey, can I get a shot with Ringo? And his, and his guy goes, okay. So I get up there, and Ringo doesn't shake hands. He, he bumps. He bumps, and yeah. we both get in there, and we do the peace sign. And the guy says, who's going to take the picture? I go, he will. So I have a picture of me. With a beetle, a beetle taken by my son. Oh, so your cool son! It? Yeah. Oh, you got you trifecta. Yeah, you want it all. Yeah, right there. Yeah, my son took a picture of me with a beetle, and if it wasn't for the Beatles, you know, there would not, be you know, we wouldn't. Even, we we don't wouldn't even have it. No, the whole world would be different. Totally different. Yeah. Thank God for that. Yeah. February 9th, nineteen sixty-four. Yeah. Um, the sweet. I think she's one of the sweetest ladies. She used to play at Keystone Berkeley. She played all over the Bonnie Raitt. I love her. I do too. She's such a sweetheart. Yes. Um, it's a cute story. We're at the B.R. Cohn event. It was it was a, a charity event that Bruce Cohn, manager of the Doobie Brothers, put on for 30 years. Mm -hmm. And it was at his winery. So it was really intimate. It's it a friendly affair. Backstage was just like hanging around in, in a winery sort of. Mm -hmm. And I'm taking pictures of, you know, of Bruce with people with the flash on. And I see Bonnie, every time with the flash goes, I see her go like this, cringe. 
she doesn't like to get her picture taken. Oh. So I look at her and I walk up and go, Bonnie, 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 don't worry. I will not take your picture unless I ask you. Mm -hmm. And you can see her, this whole body is went, she goes, thank you. And I've got some, I've worked with over the years. Yes. She's really nice. She's really nice. Willie Nelson, what was that like? <laughs> Smoke a lot of weed with him? I did not, no, but, uh, but a lot of people did. Um, uh, he, it was a, again the B.R. Cohn thing, and he, his band was the Doobie Brothers was his band, mm -hmm. and he was there to, to raise money for veterans. Mm -hmm. And he went around. There was a bunch of veterans, and he went around and made sure he took pictures with all these veterans. And mm -hmm. he's a really uh, caring guy. I don't know if that makes any sense. Just why the way he treated the veterans and how much he loved and respected them. That's say we definitely got to respect that. Yeah. Uh, you got an interesting picture, and I just watched him. The James Gang just did a, a thing for um, Taylor Hawkins, yeah. and that was first time they had played in 16 years together. Uh, and it's a great. You got and is that the hat that that Joe Walsh? More or less. It's not the same particular <laughs> hat, but you know. I mean, he, he looked Joe Walsh. I just love Joe Walsh. Well, he was. You know, I loved. You know, when I was a kid growing up, we'd go to the bar JB's in Kent, in Kent, uh, the Kent State, and watch the James Gang. They were like the bar band. They were the bar band. Yeah, yes. yeah, and so you love the James Gang. And, oh, love the James and, um, Gang. So this is in 1997, and and he's, you know, the day before he and I were just kind of talking about the Cleveland Indians. They were in the World Series mm -hmm. that year, mm -hmm. right then while it was going on. And uh, so the next day is a golf tournament, and I, I pull up and and I go, I turn to my son Casey, and I go, man, I wish I could get get a shot of Joe and my. Cleveland Indian hat, and out of the mouth of babes, he goes, well, why don't you just ask him? How simple is that, you know? I go, hey, uh, Joe, can I get a shot of you on my Cleveland Indian? Sure, man, because he has that voice. Yeah, he has that voice. Right? And he puts the hat on with his crazy pants yeah. and crazy shirt. Yeah. You know, <laughs> great shot. Really fun shot of Joe Walsh. Great shot. He's one of the best guitar players oh, ever. Oh, ever. None. Ever. Jimmy Page's legendary mm -hmm. Sunburst Les Paul. Mm -hmm. That was Joe Walsh's guitar. Exactly. Interesting. Um, that's a great footnote yeah. that you just said there. Uh, Paul Rogers. I love and him. And Nick Ralph. Yeah. I mean, without those two, I mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've shot the, the uh, Bad Company a couple of times, but Mick Ralph's isn't always there. And mm -hmm. yeah, Bad Company is Mick Ralph's and Paul Rogers. Amen. And I forgot the drummer's name and the drummer. Well, yeah. I love Bad Company. Oh, uh, uh, Simon. Simon Kirk. Simon Kirk, yeah. So when you were, um, you've done some other things. I mean, I love the picture of uh, Elton John and him with all the dwarfs. He's good, the dwarfs, and I think that's amazing. You did a lot of work. Also, you took pictures of one of my favorite bands, but my favorite band, really, even though they're called Fleetwood Mac, I'm from the old school. I'm so, Peter Green. Peter Green. Come on. I mean, uh, he's a god. He is. I it, mean, yeah. You know, so and when people say Fleetwood Mac, I understand the commercialized, but Peter Green, Danny Kerwin, Jeremy Spencer, yep. you know, those guys were like I've seen them at Fillmore many a couple times, and I was I was just like, I was just a punk kid, and I'm going like, who are these guys? This guy would make the guitar make you cry. Cry. I and mean, he would, Peter, I never shot Peter Green. I actually, he came out of, he, there's a long story that I won't get into, but he kind of went haywire like yes, Brian yes. Wilson and, yes. and a drug overdose or whatever, acid overdose. But anyhow, he came back out years later mm -hmm. and he was, he was playing the Fillmore mm -hmm. and I had to go see him. And I was, I called up Herbie Herbert, again, my dear friend Journey's manager, because I knew he, and I was going, Herbie, 
I want I want to photograph him. I want to do a shot backstage. Mm -hmm. Could you? And then I, halfway through the thing, I go, you know what, Perby? Never mind. I want I want to be like 1969 again. And I hung up the phone. Just never bought it. a camera. And I just went there and watched it. Oh man, this is Peter Green. You know? Peter Green. Yeah. Uh, I got all their albums yeah. of the original. Uh, all the crazy. Oh, God. It, they were just so great. Yeah. Um, you got a picture in here. Now I'm going to go into some big band hair, uh, guys. You got Sammy uh, with his with his guys. Is that in San Francisco, the yeah, picture? Yeah, that was, that was his I Can't Drive 55. Yeah, exactly. You know, I love Sammy Hager. Mm. He is such a fun, happy guy. I mean... I, I don't know if the other side of him, but he's always been good to me. And he he gave me a really cool quote for the book. Mm -hmm. It's you know, Pat's a badass behind the lens. He's just he he, he is what you see. He is what you see. And, and you know what? He is he's a great person. Period. I mean, I just yeah. love the guy. I love yeah. his music ever since yeah. he was in Matros, yeah. and even before then when he was in bar bands back in the day. That's in the mid seventies, late early seventies. I love the picture of what you have of UFO because he's just passed a while back uh, is a Pete way. Yeah. From UFO. I, you know, they're, they, they came out just recently and I think it's Phil Moog. He, a Moog, he can't play. He's really sick. They're done. I didn't know that. Yeah. It just came Phil's out yesterday. Phil's a friend of mine. Really? Yeah. He's sick. Uh, so I could actually, Oh we'll, no, we'll I done. Phil, Phil gave me a quote for the book. Mm -hmm. um, but Joel Selvin and, and, and Pamela, the editor, said no. We oh, I wish enough. they would have done that. Yeah, uh, no, I love Phil Moog. He's a great guy. I photographed um, UFO a number of times, and Pete Way was just, he was rock and roll to the nth degree. Oh, they were, they, he was really. And just a lot, they're all lovely guys, just lovely people. Uh, two people that I really want to recognize before because we're getting down to that point. Um, I got to play with Charlie Musselwhite. I opened up for him in Berkeley. Um, what a great, phenomenal, I mean, who could play like Charlie Musselwhite? Yeah. What was it? Did you actually get to talk to him? Oh, also? yeah, a bunch of times. I photographed a bunch. I did an album cover for him in the, in the early 80s. I did an uh, album cover with him and Elvin Bishop in the last couple of years. He he is what you see. He's just... he's just Elvin's a, what you see, too. Uh, Elton like, John, I love him, love mm -hmm. him, love him. Mm -hmm. You know, he is what... He, no pretense, no guile. Right. Right. No, Elvin's Elvin. He he wrote a cool quote. Pat Johnson. Pat's a hell of a fella. You know, that's what he <laughs> I says. I love it. That's a hell of a fella. Um, the guy I really miss an awful lot. Um, just another person that I grew up with and listening to the Dead, Jerry Garcia. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of interesting, you know, these these fable stories that these guys have been in their lives. But we're going to close this with a I, I've, this man to me is probably, I don't know if he, I think he is in the Hall of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because of the Paul Butterfield, but Elvin Bishop is got to be one of the great guitar players I've ever seen. In my Absolutely. Life. Underrated too. Underrated. Yeah. Uh, I had a chance, I was, I did a show with Harvey, uh, Harvey Mandel, and I, I was just about ready to introduce myself to Elvin and he, somebody, you know, you're, it's Elvin Bishop, yeah. you know, um, but I had to put that in because he brings a lot of joy. I've seen him many times with Annie Sims, Sampson. They're, they were just a great. Yeah. Well, cute, cute thing for me and Elvin, uh, my first album photo that I got photo credit for mm -hmm. was an Elvin Bishop's Juke Joint Jump. <laughs> 
right? That was my yeah. first album credit. I got that. And my most recent album credit is Elvin Bishop. Wow. In like 2019. So we're going to close. You did, I'm going to name three people and you could give me a, a, a thing. There's a, a, an interesting photo, almost a sad photo to me, but it's, it's Eddie Money. How was that? It was, was he deteriorating then? Or he... Yeah, I, mean, I shot Eddie from the from the from beginning. the beginning. Yeah, sure, yeah. And this was uh, backstage at you know, and uh, his whole family was there. I was doing that from that TV show with his whole family, and he was still Eddie, trying to be Eddie. But it was he was hot, sad. It was near the end, and that photo was just powerful. Um, Tommy Castro, love Tommy. Tommy's great. It's San Francisco, yeah, yeah, man, South San Francisco boy. Um, Andy Frazier, free. He came in because of because of the Gibson Association. I was the Gibson rep for years, and I love him. And he and he he was so proud. He said, "I created the lick, lick for all right now." <laughs> he was so proud of that. <laughs> yeah, you know, Free was such a good band. Great band, great band. So I'm going to close with two things. Uh, Letty Williams Jr. Mm-hmm. How was that? That I mean, that's an interesting shot that you did here. We're going to put that on your in the interview, but uh, on the you know inserts. He hated the shot. Did he? Oh, he hated I, it. I liked it. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, the legendary, I, I think she's passed now. Yes, she has. Carol, Dota. Oh, she came in a number of times. She was doing a music thing, and, mm-hmm. and she also was doing a, you know, the, the old days you could have these dirty phone numbers, 976, and she had one of those. So <laughs> I've got photos of her in the Starship house holding the phone for mm-hmm. 976. And she came in my studio doing a rock thing. She was... She was really cool. I liked. Carol. She was a real, a real, a real babe. So you know what? We could go on for hours and and hours with this man. The book. So um, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let um, Pat actually tell you where you could get this beautiful book that he has and he's got it going on. So Pat, let it rip, man. Let us know where we could actually get this book. Well, the book is called Blue Collar Photographer. And uh, I'm really proud of it. It's my le- life work in the music business. And uh, you can get it at Amazon.com mm-hmm. or you can get it at my website, PatJohnson.com. Uh, so, and, you know, and, and people are buying it and reviewing it really nice. And, and you know, I, I'm really proud of it. It's I'm, I'm not a big talker about myself, but this is, you know, this is an it's. I'm proud of it. That's all I can say. So I'm going to be the big guy that's going to talk about it. So this is a great book, great photography in here, great pictures, timeless, a matter of fact. So really, without saying this, I'm just glad that I know Pat Johnson. I could do this for Pat, and we're brothers, and, you know, it's just great. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you so much. And he is really, in my mind, a legend of what he's done with all the different people that he's done. So... In closing, I'd like to thank Pat for being here. And what we normally do, we give a kiss out to everybody because the world needs peace as and a little bit of love. So good night. God See bless you, you all. Peace and love.